0: Hey everybody, welcome to Mariner's Church. Thank you for coming, and if you joined us for the very first time on Easter and you're coming back again, we're so thankful for that. My name is Paul, I'm one of the pastors here, and again, welcome, and I'm glad that you're part of this. Hey, today is pretty cool. Our music is gonna be really, really good, in fact, great. And there's also a lot of buzz uh, around Easter and about Easter, and a lot of people made decisions here at Mariner's out in the parking lot, and maybe you even did it um, in your home uh, to let God become a bigger part of your life. And I think that's so cool um, because he wants to be and life changes and gets better. And um, it's also great, this is a great time, because actually, according to the state, there is an official, ta-da, light at the end of this tunnel for this COVID thing. And I read, unless it's changed and things always change, that by June 15, things are going to be opened up again. Isn't that terrific, Right unless a new strain comes, and then we're going to close down all over again. But hey, as we look past this past year, a lot, a lot has happened. And we want to take a few weeks here at Mariners to talk about how life has changed, because it has. It's changed all around us. In fact, it's made some changes even inside you. And so we are going to call this next series, in fact, starting today, uh, This Changes Everything because God has been making changes in everything during this time. He's been doing stuff in me, and he's been doing stuff in you, refining us and helping us understand what's really, really important. And today, I wanna spend just a few moments talking a little bit about how our world has become way more fragile, or is way more fragile, uh, fragile, much more fragile than we thought it was. And we're gonna talk about the downside of that And then the upside of that as well, how that can actually be a good thing. But first, I'd like to invite you to take a few moments to worship. Now, worship is really connecting with God and expressing your thoughts or emotions to a God who loves you so much. And so just take a few moments and begin to quiet your hearts, calm yourself. God loves you. God cares about you. And you can express yourself back to him because of that. Hey, isn't it kind of nutty that a little over a year ago um, there was this deadly virus and it was spreading all over the world and people, their first response was to rush out and buy what? Toilet paper. Everyone went out and bought toilet paper. You know, go figure. I I saw this meme and that kind of sums up 2021. 2021. I remember going to Safeway right before all things were beginning to close down. And I mean, it was frightening. Remember going to the store for that? It was, and the shelves were empty. And I'm not just talking about toilet paper and paper goods. We're talking about food. I mean, you couldn't find chicken. You couldn't find eggs. You couldn't find crackers. You couldn't find yeast. I mean, it's like everyone was hoarding things, you know? And and pasta sauce was down to pretty much nil. And I'm thinking, man, people were hoarding even pasta sauce. And I thought, bummer. You know, I missed out on all the hoarding. You know, I want to hoard. You know, I want to get something to hoard as well. And so I looked around and I went up and down the aisles. And so I just want to let you know that if you want to buy any extra ant spray, I've got cans of it. Hey, this whole thing had an effect on our economy, too, and industries. And our way of work changed and COVID with COVID our schools closed. You couldn't visit your family. Transportation shut down. Travel. Your vacation got messed up, and people at home were eating pasta sauce and using toilet paper. And I was at home using ant spray. I mean, everything changed. And and you'd even drive around during the afternoon or even in the morning, and it was just, it was just weird. There was no one on the road. I mean, even even our work attire changed. You know, the things we wore to work. I mean, how many of of us Zoom meeting wearing either a nice shirt or a blazer while wearing sweats. It's just become part of our, of our life. Uh, why? Because of a very small little virus, which messed up everything. And all of a sudden, you begin to realize, wow, something that small can mess up so much. And you begin to think through, this world is way more fragile than I thought it was. This little thing its like the size of a, I don't know, I mean, it's really, 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 really small. And it gets inside us, and it, and it does all kinds of damage to us physically. Our systems are pretty fragile. But then it showed us how our emotions are really fragile as well. I mean, we got scared and anxious and edgy and mad and depressed and suspicious and frustrated and reactive and then reactive to those that got reactive. And then our friendships, we saw even how our relationships and our friendships really are very fragile because all of a sudden you find that you don't see eye to eye about certain issues with COVID with somebody else, about the precautions or how serious it is, and you get into arguments and you get into arguments about statistics or policies or masks or no masks, or whether you're a sheep or not a sheep, or whether you should vax or not vax, and all of a sudden you realize, my relationships with people are really, really tenuous. And then you just conclude after looking at the whole past year, boy, it seems like everything's fragile. Our health, our patience, our sometimes ability to obey. Now, my feeling on this one is I don't think COVID made us fragile. I think COVID just revealed what? How fragile things really are and how fragile we really are. Now, God is not unaware about how fragile and temporary and flitting things are. He certainly has given us enough hints and clues and outright statements in the Bible. It says this, the grass dries up. The flowers wither when the wind sent by the Lord blows on them. Surely humanity, just like grass. And it means our life here is not that much. You know, our life here can be seen as a little bit fragile here. And which seems weird because, I mean, for me, for you, it's like my life is really all I've got. Um, Now, I feel that way, that my life is all I've got, but that's just not right. There is also God's purpose in this. There's an underlying purpose that God has in this and will do with this. Beautiful verse. I love this verse. It says, yet God has made everything beautiful for its own time. He has planted eternity in the human heart. Even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. Isn't that a a great verse? That God actually, there's a scope of God's work from beginning to end, and we're just a little part of it, and we we can't see it. Now, a question. Why are things so fragile? I mean, let's just, if we can, take a moment and, and look at that. Well, part of it is our fault in making a mess of things. We break things pretty quickly and easily and we get impatient, and we make decisions that aren't right, and so we break things up pretty bad. And God has allowed it, and he has let it be this way so that he can actually help us understand the temporary nature of things. And that's why that passage of the Bible we looked at, it says he plants eternity in our hearts, so that when we look around and we see the the fragile nature of things, we realize there's got to be more than this. And And I look around and I say, while I like this, there's more. There's something in my heart that's been planted that says, if this were the perfect world or the best world, why is it fragile and why is it breaking? There must be more. And when it says that God will make things beautiful and it's time, we know that. And we know and we, I guess, kind of sense that there's going to be a time and a place when it's going to be beautiful forever. But I also think God allows things to be fragile is is to help us loosen our grip on things. Because we keep keep a pretty tight grip on things. And we put an awful lot of confidence in systems here and in governments here and in plans there. and, And they're fragile and, boy, they are subject to the frail whims of people. And I really think, it's okay that God reveals to us that this world is really, really fragile. And I think it's really good that God has revealed to us it doesn't take much to mess things up because it really doesn't. And I don't think our attitude should be, you know, look how unstable things are. I don't think that should be the, the attitude we should take. But I think it should be, wow, yep, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that everything went downhill really, really fast, and I'm not surprised that things fell apart. I'm not surprised that some are still working through the pasta sauce and Paul's house smells like ant spray. I'm not surprised about those kinds of things. Why? Because it's a fragile world. Okay, we live in a fragile world. How do I, how do I get through it? How, how do I manage life when I realize it's not as stable as I thought it was? Um, How can I now, a fragile person, make it in a fragile world? And this is where Jesus makes all the difference in our world. The Bible says this, God's divine power has given us everything we need for life and for godliness. And that means that when you allow God to invade your life in the person of Jesus Christ or through Jesus Christ, he gives you a part of himself in you, and he gives you everything you will need for life, living life in a fragile world, and to live for godliness. That means living the way that God would want even when everything is chaotic or everything's crazy or things fall apart or close down. So how, how do we do that? How do we do that? First of all, first thing, I, I would say hold things loosely. Just hold on to things just pretty loosely. The Bible says this, and this world is fading away along with everything that people crave. Now, this was by John, and John was one of the followers of Jesus. He listened to Jesus for a bunch of years, and he said, the world's fading away along with everything that people crave. And when he uses the term this world, he's talking about the world's systems, the world's world's values, the world's stuff you know, the world's governments. And if things are fading away, I've got to release my confidence and my trust in things. Jesus, a great statement that Jesus says. He says, Do not stir up for yourselves treasures on, treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. Don't do that. But stir up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves Do not break in and steal. And to me, this would include don't hold on too tightly to this world's systems as if they're going to solve a whole lot of things. And this is what John, when he talked about this, and said this world is fading away, it is. Now, I'm I'm finding that those who get, and and again, I've, I've listened to people and you've had conversations with people too, you know, I'm finding that those who get the most upset about the restrictions or the lack of restrictions or mask wearing or ignoring mask wearing or getting upset about their rights or or things, they tend to be those that are putting way too much emphasis on the world's system as if it mattered, as if these things really matter. And people who sleep over this and get mad and get angry at each other, I, I mean, understand this. When the Bible uses the term the, the world, it's talking about this world's system. And this world's system is run by broken people. Do you really expect it to be run right? I mean, I'm broken. And do we really expect for us to determine what's right and get it right always? And so Jesus would say this, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And if we put so much emphasis on, on this and on that that's here, that's where our heart's going to be. And then our heart's going to get broken when, it, when those kinds of things break. And that's why he would say, store up for your treasures in heaven. can't be broken there. Second thing, and this sounds crazy, but I'm going to say it anyway, be thankful that this world is fragile. Be thankful. Well, Why? I, I think it's a gift from God to pull us away from depending upon those things, to put more dependence upon Him, and that's where our health really lies. I'm, I, I don't know. I don't know why I, I, I love to see the videos of people wiping out. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know what's in me that I, I like to see that. You know, doing stupid things and it turns out really bad. You know, I, I, I like that. I like guys that you know go down on skis and try and land into the on their roof and try and land in their swimming pool. You know, those kinds of things. You know, a rope swing over a river, you know, and the guy lets go, and as he's going down, all of a sudden the handle gets caught in his shorts, you know, and he's kind of swinging upside down. Or the guy, he tried to jump a bicycle over a car, and he ended up going through the windshield. I I like that kind of stuff, you you, you know. Uh, I I know why I love those kinds of things, because I'm a guy, and I like stupid people doing stupid things. But there's one, and this one's pretty funny. Is there's a person, and, and, he's, and he's, te- he's testing the ice. You know, he's walking on ice. You know, and it's like in his backyard pond or something like that. And he's, he's walking on the ice, and he's kind of doing it. He's waving back. And, it, and pretty funny, and all of a sudden, the dog comes running out on the ice. And as soon as the dog's weight get to where he is, you know, the whole thing just goes right in the, in the, in the water. And I, I think you're not supposed to do that because ice is not stable. Bible says this, and and just listen to the wisdom here. If I put my trust in gold, or called pure gold my security, if I have rejoiced in my great wealth because my hand had gained so much so that my heart was secretly enticed and my hand threw a kiss from my mouth. I mean, you get this? I made so much, you know. My hand throws a kiss from my mouth. You You know, hey, look at me. You know, he's kind of kissing the crowd, throwing that kind of stuff up. It says this. This would be an iniquity to be judged for I would have denied God. Now I'm not saying wealthy people have denied God. I'm saying as if we've placed our trust in our ability to handle this whole world all by ourselves without God then we've what? We've denied God who loves us and wants to be the biggest part of our lives. And I'm, I'm pretty thankful and i want you to be thankful too that this world is so fragile otherwise honestly we would substitute government for god or economic system instead of faith or politics instead of salvation and they have an important place understand i'm not i'm not knocking the place but the bible says this we have this hope as an anchor for the soul firm and secure and that's faith in jesus christ and in god that is the anchor, and it's firm, and it's secure. Be glad it's fragile. Just be glad. And the next is understand your importance in this. I mean, what is your role in a fragile world? Because we're not victims in a fragile world. The Bible says again and again, we're more than conquerors. We beat things. We, we win in this. Jesus said this, you're the salt of the earth, in your light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that can not be hidden. And he would say this because salt, back in those days, people tend to, or things tend to rot, and he would say, you're salt. You help preserve rotting stuff. You help keep things fresher. And you, as a follower of God, are light in a dark world because there's a lot of darkness. And the word, the way he would put it, And the phrasing is you and you alone. You, you. In your home, in your neighborhood, you and you alone. As a follower of God, have a responsibility to be salt to those people that are really struggling with all this kind of stuff. And light with people who need words of hope and how to find God in the midst of this, you or that person. And that's your importance. And it doesn't take much to disrupt things because they're frail. And I think if it doesn't take much to, distru- to, to actually um, um, to, to, to see things bend because they're so frail and doesn't take much to disrupt things that are so frail, it shouldn't take that much more to build it back up again. One time we had a house remodel done. And uh, I was talking to the builders, you know, and they're bringing out power tools and stuff. And so I wanted to, you know, you know talk to them about power tools and all that. And they were talking about something that they were going to do up in the attic. And they said, yeah, this board is here. What we're going to do is we're going to sister this other board to it. Uh, and I just went, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I ran to the computer and typed in what does sistering a board mean. And what it means is actually it means to take one board that's not strong or doesn't go quite far and take another board and, and just glue it up and then nail it in and then screw it down so it actually becomes part of the other one, It's called sistering. And all of a sudden I like that term, sistering. It means two together, called sistering, the board. I think in a fragile world, your importance is sometimes being a, a sister to somebody that's really struggling or a brother to somebody that's struggling or helping anyone that's struggling with the words of hope, and being ready to give the reason for that hope. The Bible says, so encourage each other. Build each other up. Make strong and stable. And and finally, finally, in this fragile, fragile, fragile world, be at peace. I mean, be at peace. Jesus said something, you know, awesome. It's awesome. He says this, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give, so don't be troubled or afraid. Don't be troubled or afraid. This past year, don't be troubled. Don't be afraid. He's given us a gift, peace of mind and heart. The world can't give it. It just simply can't. I mean, do, do you really think God is going to abandon you? in a crazy world where we have too much ant spray and toilet paper and pasta sauce? No! So we have peace. And we trust in Him. Hey, if we uh, now know life is fragile, understand we also are part of this, and we also are fragile. And we fragile people will have a tendency to look To fragile things, we do. There's a wild verse that says this, and and listen carefully to what it says. It says, my people have done two things wrong. Two things. Number one, they have abandoned me, the fountain of life-giving water. And they have also dug their own wells, broken wells that can't hold water. Two things we have a tendency to do wrong. First of all, let's take the second one. He said we have a tendency to try and dig our own wells, wells that can't hold any water at all. And we dig, 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 and we dig. And, we dig and, we dig. and God is saying, don't you understand? I'm a fountain of living water right here, right here. But we dig, we dig, we dig, we dig, and we realize it's realize it's not working. And what do we tend to do? We tend to dig harder and deeper and wider and hope that a leaky well is going to still hold water, and it just can't. God is a fountain. And I want to shift gears a bit and say, hey, maybe you need to quit digging holes in the ground that hold no water and come to the God who gives it. I mean, we just finished Easter. It was all about Jesus. And in an unstable world, listen to this. Jesus is oftentimes called a what? Called a rock. A rock. That's strength. That rock's not fragile. It holds. It endures. And I'm going to invite you to take a moment with me and pray. Um, Then we're going to do an incredibly good song about how we can actually trust him more and more. Sometimes we forget, but we can trust him. Let's pray together. Um, God, um, you know we're fragile people. You understand we are wavering in our fears and we waver in our anxieties. and We're good one day and we're messed up the next day. You know that and you love us and you don't get impatient with us. Father, I would pray that we would come away from this with more trust, more stability, more strength, more confidence. Father, I pray that you would lead us to people that are really struggling, really frightened, really hurting, really discouraged, really angry. Help us to be your people, to encourage and to build them up. And just let me speak to you, if you hear this, watching this today um, and you need God in your life he comes to you through Jesus Christ Jesus said that he is the way to the Father God and maybe for you you're saying God I'm opening opening that door to you of my heart of my life and inviting you that if if you would show yourself how real you truly are to me today this week Flood my soul with confidence and love and trust in you. And Jesus, I thank you that you loved me enough to take upon yourself my sins, my doubts, my fears, my anxieties. And you can take them away from me. And I trust you and I thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.